What's happening, everybody? It's me again, George Becknell, and I'm in the paint. There's a few things on my mind we need to discuss. We have to talk about the end of March Madness. Blockbuster trade in the NFL, we got to talk about. Shannon Sharp made some ridiculous comments regarding LeBron James that I need to deal with. LiAngelo Ball declares for the draft. And we're also going to talk about Tiger Woods being back on the golf course. We got to talk about all this right after this. This episode of In The Paint is brought to you by 7 Stitches Lifestyle Boutique. You can shop online at shop7stitches.com. That's www.shop7stitches.com. Or in person at 415 Lee Avenue, Lafayette, Louisiana, 70501. Phone number 337-484-3720. And remember, at 7 Stitches... We don't just sell clothing, we sell a lifestyle. Come check us out and see what we got to offer. Alright, first things first. The 2018 edition of March Madness has come to a close. The men's final game was Monday night where the Michigan Wolverines ran up against the Villanova Wildcats. Now, Villanova has was the heavy favorite, and it should have been. They've been the best team in college basketball all season. I actually went out on a limb and picked the Michigan Wolverines to upset Villanova. I just thought it was their year. You know, they played well. I just thought they had a shot. But something completely unexpected happened. It wasn't Michael Bridges or Jalen Brunson that killed the Michigan Wolverines. It was sophomore guard Dante DiVincenzo who averaged 13 points a game throughout the regular season, comes in the game off the bench and sets an NCAA record for most points from a reserve player in championship game history. Lights Michigan up for 31 points in a blowout win. I, I just don't know what to say. But hats off to head coach Jay Wright, the guy's a class act, and now he's a two-time national champion. Hats off to the Villanova Wildcats. I wish I would have been able to see a better game, but the best team won. Congratulations, Villanova. But more so entertaining than the men, the women's Final Four was off the chain. Notre Dame's Orike Ogumwale had to have the most impressive two-game stretch of the tournament I've ever seen in my life. You know, UConn comes in undefeated as usual. And you know what everybody's thinking? Everybody's thinking, hey man, UConn's undefeated. They've been killing people. They just go win it again. Because they win it almost every year, right? Wrong. This young lady not only beats UConn with a shot, she comes back in the title game and, comes and wins it with a shot. Two game winning shots in the semifinal and in the final game. I loved it. It was so exciting. And how fitting for this young lady to hit this game-winning shot. Both of these game-winning shots. Wearing number 24. 
in front of the Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant himself. I don't know. I just thought that was cool. Ain't got nothing to do with nothing, but I just thought it was cool. Anyways, I I thoroughly enjoyed the ladies Final Four, the men's Final Four. Wouldn't as fun, but hey, there's always next year, right? All right, something else that's been talked about a lot, uh, especially on a lot of these sport debate shows, has been the Jordan versus LeBron thing. You know, that's always been a thing, but I feel like I've been hearing it a lot more lately. I guess because LeBron is playing exceptional basketball in his 15th season, and he's kind of climbing his way up on the record books. He also passed Jordan in most consecutive games in a row with 10 plus points in NBA history. So the comparisons are just overwhelming. It's I'm actually kind of tired of these comparisons, but I have to respond to Shannon Sharp. You know, and look, before I even get started, Shannon Sharp is a Hall of Fame tight end. He deserves to be a Hall of Fame tight end. The brother was a bad boy on the football field. I'm not taking anything away from Shannon Sharp. But I respectfully and thoroughly disagree with some of his points when it comes to this topic. One thing Shannon Sharp said about LeBron, well, a couple of things. He was making an argument for LeBron being better than Michael Jordan. Number one, because LeBron is better socially. That was his words. Um, he's better with social social issues than Michael Jordan was. Because there were some times Mike picked his brand over taking a stand on some social injustices or some so or some big social things where he had an opportunity to make a stand and he didn't. Alright? Another thing is he also made a comparison to Michael Jordan as far as LeBron's shoes being able to sell well after LeBron stops playing because Michael Jordan's shoes still sell. And uh, lastly, he's given LeBron a lot of credit for empowering players to control where they want to play and who they want to play with. So, I just got to respond to these statements because Shannon Sharp is absolutely out of his mind for making these statements. All right, number first things first. LeBron is better socially than Michael Jordan. LeBron is better with social issues than Michael Jordan. Now, this is true. I, I love what LeBron has been able to do as far as make a stance. He's very opinionated about, about things that don't really have to do with basketball. And he takes a stand as, as a black man and gives his opinions about things in the black community. I love that about LeBron. And Michael Jordan didn't do that. But, so Shannon Sharp is right by making that statement. But at the same time, that has nothing to do with how great Michael Jordan was on the court compared to what LeBron is. Number two, he made the comment about the sneakers. Shannon Sharp, stop it. Uh, look, the LeBron James shoe is, is a nice shoe and it's popular, but they still don't sell more than the Jordans. And Michael Jordan has such an influence on sneakers and on pop culture to where 
Nike didn't even bother putting a check on the Jordan shoe when when the sevens came out and after the sevens. The LeBron James shoe got a check. And not only that, LeBron has his own logo, just like Mike. But I bet you, you couldn't pick that logo out of a lineup. I bet you it's not on the shoe bigger than the check. That jump man is is recognizable all over the world. So it's there. That jump man is everywhere. So so for Shannon Sharp to compare the LeBron James shoe to the Air Jordan, he's outside of his mind. That Air, that LeBron James shoe would never touch the Air Jordan. It won't touch it until LeBron can sell shoes to people who he who never saw him play. I don't even want to hear that argument. And the last thing, you can't be serious about glorifying LeBron James for leaving Cleveland and going play with an already established superstar in Dwayne Wade. You can't be giving LeBron James credit for that. Michael Jordan would have never called another all-star to say, hey man, let's go make a team. Let's go, let's go find Patrick Ewing and Charles Barkley so we could go ahead and beat the Showtime Lakers or whoever. Man, to me, that's not what it's all about. That's not competitive in my opinion. So stop it, Shannon Sharp. That does not make LeBron James better than Michael Jordan. It just doesn't. So Shannon Sharp, I hope you're listening to this. In conclusion, LeBron is better socially than Michael Jordan as far as social issues go. That is correct. But as far as pop culture, Michael Jordan's shoes will always dominate LeBron James' shoes. And on the court, you give me somebody who's 6-0 in the NBA Finals, never been to a Game 7 in the NBA Finals. The man is one of two players in NBA history to average 30 points a game for his career. And he also has a Defensive Player of the Year award. LeBron James threw his five in the finals, you know, and I hear that thing about him going to seven straight finals, which is a major accomplishment. I'm not trying to down LeBron, but Mike won 25 of his last 26 playoff series. How is that not just as dominant, if not more dominant? So LeBron's all time great. He's not Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's the greatest player of all time. Shannon Sharp, stop it. Let LeBron be great. But stop comparing him to Mike, please, because he ain't Mike. All right, keeping things on the hardwood. Son of the now famous LeVar Ball and younger brother of the current L.A. Laker guard, Lonzo Ball, LiAngelo Ball has declared himself eligible for the NBA draft and uh, will be entering the draft this summer. Now, I think this is pretty cool. And, uh, I don't know if you've heard the story, the, the background about LiAngelo, but what happened was he followed in Lonzo's footsteps and enrolled at UCLA to go play basketball. Um, the team went to China. He and another guy got in trouble out there. They were suspended from the team. So LeVar pulled him out. LeVar pulled him out of UCLA and his little brother LaMelo out of Chino Hills and placed them in Lithuania to play professional ball in Lithuania. 
And these guys have been putting up some gaudy numbers since they've been in Lithuania. The Ball brothers combined in the, the last game that I saw, well, the last game that I read the stat line of, these brothers combined for like 105 points in one game, just them two, which Leangelo had about 72 by himself. Look, I get it. It's Lithuania. It's not the United States. But these are professional basketball players, right? So I think Leangelo has a shot in the NBA, and I think he's going to be able to come over here, contribute to a team, and play. You know, I'm not sure where he's going to get drafted. That'll be really, really interesting. But I don't know if this is about basketball anymore for some of these teams to pick him up. You know, LeVar has been very animated. He's had a lot of comments. He's almost more famous than any of his sons for his antics. Um, I don't have a problem with LeVar. I feel like if anybody's going to exploit his, exploit his kids, it's not going to be the NCAA. It's going to be him. Um, and he's been quite entertaining. So we'll see. We'll see how this works. But now the way things are playing out with all the NCAA stuff, I don't see LeVar as a crazy figure anymore. He's been very calculating in what he's been able to do. And if this Lithuanian move gets Leangelo to the NBA, I don't know, man. He's starting to look he's starting to look like an intelligent guy to be LeVar Ball, that is. So I'm looking forward to seeing Leangelo play. I want to see him play against NBA competition. But I'm glad to see he's in the draft, and I think he'll be a pretty solid contributor in the NBA. All right, guys, big news in the NFL. The New England Patriots ship Brandon Cooks to Los Angeles to the Rams in exchange for a first-round pick, the number 23 overall pick, to be more specific, and a six-round pick. The Los Angeles Rams have been one of the more active teams in the NFL this offseason Already signing in Dominican Sue, Marcus Peters, and Akeem Tlaib. Now, you add Brandon Cooks to this already stacked offense with Todd Gurley, Tavon Austin, and a young but very good quarterback in Jared Goff. So the Rams are already primed and ready to make a long playoff run. But I got to be honest with you. I don't like this trade. Not for the Rams. I think... Brandon Cooks is a good wide receiver. I don't think he's number one overall caliber. Not to give up a first-round pick for, but that's just me. And look, we've seen this time and time again from the New England Patriots, right? They always seem to get higher value for the players than what the players are actually worth. You know, you've seen them do this year after year after year. You can go back way back to Richard Seymour, you know, Logan Mankins. They even did it to Randy Moss. So this has been the Patriots' M.O. But what's really interesting about this trade is the New England Patriots, for the first time in recent memory, have two first-round picks. I've never seen them utilize two first-round picks. They always seem to trade down. And the Patriots normally are successful in the later round, stockpiling these picks, 
finding the diamonds in the rough because their scouts are like the best scouts in the NFL and they develop their talent and they get the most out of no-name players more so than anybody else in the NFL. So this is a really, really interesting trade for them. So more, most people will speculate that they're going to go ahead and take a quarterback, right? This year's quarterback draft is deep, especially in the first round. You got Josh Allen, you got Josh Rosen, you got Sam Donald, you got Baker Mayfield, and you got Lamar Jackson, who are all assumed to go in the first round. Tom Brady's 40 years old. You're going to need his successor on the roster, right? This is what New England's doing, right? Wrong. I do not see New England doing this at all. And I want to say the last quarterback that was a first-round pick at quarterback by New England had to be Drew Bledsoe way back in 1993. This isn't a team that picks quarterbacks in the first round. Now, granted, you were lucky enough to get Tom Brady in the sixth round and the guys anchored the franchise better than anybody else could have expected him to or, matter of fact, better than anybody else who's played quarterback in the NFL. I get it. But I don't see the Patriots picking up a quarterback in the first round. But I tell you what, this will be really, really interesting. Odell Beckham was supposed to go to the Rams. Everybody thought that he was getting ready to go to L.A. He's not happy in New York. The Giants don't seem to want to pay him. L.A. would be the perfect place for Odell, right? Wrong. Now, what did the Giants ask for Odell? I talked about it in the podcast last week. They asked for two first-round picks. Now the New England Patriots got two first-round picks. And the last time Tom Brady had a wide receiver of this caliber, he threw for 50 touchdowns, 23 of them to Randy Moss. I don't know if this is what New England is planning on doing, but hey, it's a possibility. Don't be surprised if it happens. Anyways, moving on. Well, the Patriots might want to go get Odell Beckham because Tom Brady's current favorite target, Rob Gronkowski, is considering retirement. Now, it's no secret that the relationship between Gronkowski and head coach Bill Belichick has been a strain lately, to say the least, right? Belichick has been frustrated with Gronkowski, Gronkowski has been frustrated with Belichick because he banned his trainer from the premises. He and Tom Brady's trainer. Not to mention, Gronkowski hasn't been 100% healthy over the last few years. It's got to be taking a toll over his body. You know, the man's got a couple of Super Bowl rings. He's an all-pro tight end. What does he have left to prove? So, he's, he's not sure he wants to even come back. Now, granted... With the trade of Brandon Cooks and they haven't gone out and pursued Odell Beckham yet, it makes Gronkowski's role that much more critical in New England, right? So the Patriots are absolutely unwilling to trade Gronk. I don't see a scenario where they trade Gronk, but this is the Patriots. You never know. I just don't see that happening. So Gronk is going to either have to A, retire, or B, come back. Um, me personally, I think he comes back. I think he and Tom Brady have such a good rapport. I, so as long as number 12 is under center, I think Gronkowski will play. 
But you may want to get you some insurance because he hasn't been the healthiest. You lost Brandon Cooks. Danny Amendola's gone. Tom Brady needs some receivers. So, New England, you got to make a move. It'll be interesting to go get Odell. But, we'll see. I don't know. And real quick, last topic. I've always considered myself a sports historian. You know, I love watching the athletes as they get a little older show glimpses of their old selves in games, you know. Like I remember when Joe Montana was playing with the Chiefs and he had a good little run toward the end to kind of look like the Joe Montana of old. Michael Jordan scoring 50 and 40 points with the Wizards occasionally, you know. Cobra Bryant's last game where he obviously wasn't the Cobra Bryant of old, but he dropped 60 in an impressive performance. I love moments like that. I always did, you know. Well, today I hope to see another moment like that. Tiger Woods is going to make his return to Augusta National today at the Masters Tournament. And I'm hoping to catch a glimpse of late 90s, early 2000s Tiger Woods. I mean, Tiger has, has fought, fought his way back, you know. He's actually looking like a solid professional golfer again. He fell completely off. And, and I hated to see that from Tiger because at one point in time, Tiger Woods was the biggest athlete on the planet. I mean, he had people who didn't even watch golf watching golf. People who never was interested in the sport tuning in. Well, I'll be tuning in tonight and for the rest of the tournament. I'm hoping I catch a glimpse of that old Tiger Woods. I'm actually expecting him to do well. Last time I saw Tiger play, his putting looked a little off. Not much, but a little off. But in the game of golf, that makes all the difference in the world, right? You know, if you go ahead and rim it in the cup and it goes out, that's another shot added to your score. So if Tiger could go ahead and clean that up, I'd give him a good chance of finishing high or maybe even winning. So that's what I'll be checking out. I, I hope, I sincerely hope that Tiger Woods comes out and plays well and really gives us a good show in this 2018 version of the Masters. As always, it's my sincere hope that you have enjoyed the show. I look forward to talking with you next week. And if you haven't done so already, whether you're listening on SoundCloud or whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, please go hit subscribe, leave me some feedback. And this is interactive. So if there's anything you want me to cover, anything that you want me to touch on, or if you're Shannon Sharp listening to what I had to say about Michael Jordan and LeBron James, I can be reached on Twitter at George underscore Becknell or on Instagram at N underscore the underscore paint. That's at N, the letter N underscore the underscore paint. Let me know what you think. I always love the feedback and I'll see y'all next week in the paint.
Thank you.